Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert. And on a great day, my husband, Aaron, joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. So we had all of those conversations that we had to have in order for our family life to function. But we were not really talking about how we felt, you know, what was making us have joy and what was robbing us of joy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am excited to introduce you today to Jen and Chad Robson. They are friends from, gosh, a little over a decade ago. They're friends of ours from North Carolina. And Jen and I were young moms together. We were having all the babies and trying to figure out what motherhood was. Uh, One of my fondest memories is us working on getting Bible studies together, even when we had newborns and toddlers and we were making arrangements for babysitters so that we could still have girl time and Bible time. And Jen, do you remember those days? I do. Those are such good memories. Yes, we had a good time figuring all that out. Now our kids are growing up way too fast and we'll get into that and um, get to know your kids a little bit as we chat. But to kick things off, I'm going to have, well, first of all, you guys just tell us the stats. Like what does life look like right now? Are you working outside of the home? Do you have kids? Those kinds of things. Well, I travel for sales, um, so I'm in and out of the house, but a house is the home office. I'm gone several days a week, typically, um, and then back home. And then uh, Jen is working for uh, someone down the street, so she's gone for about 15 to 20 hours a week. Which works out great, um, because I still get to be full-time mom to our four kids. We have got, um, we are now entering into the teenage years, which is a whole other ball game. <laughs> We've got our oldest is 15. He's a boy. And then we have another son who is 13. So two teenage boys in the house, which means grocery bills are high. Yes. And, and um, we have a soon to be 11 year old little girl, as well as a six year old little girl who we like to refer to as the sweet surprise. Yes. I love that. She's like dessert, right? <laughs> the cherry on top. that's awesome you're the opposite your boys are the oldest and our boys are the youngest so my grocery bill isn't bad yet but I already have like the boy stink and all that good stuff oh yeah just wait the grocery (laughs) climb quickly I can only imagine so how long have you guys been married 15 years (laughs) (laughs) or is it 16 it's 18 (laughs) I'm just asking you're having fun It'll be 18 in June, I should say. Yes, it'll be 18 in June. Oh, my goodness. That's I forgot. Our anniversaries are the same. That's right. Because we'll be 18 years in June also. That is right. I bet you knew that number off the top of your head, though, right? (laughs) I mean, I... I Candy, I still think that I'm the young mom. I still think that I'm in my early 30s. I know. I think we always feel like we're about a decade younger than we are. That's what I figured out. Yes, I think so. I remember when you had your youngest daughter as the sweet surprise and you were like, I go to preschool now and I'm, I'm not the young mom anymore. Yeah, the young moms were calling me ma'am. It was horrible. <laughs> oh my God. 
gosh, I love it. Okay, well, so tell us how you got to where you are. Where, where did you meet? Maybe how did he propose? Just some of that fun stuff, whatever you choose to share with us. Well, actually, I was teaching in Greenville, North Carolina, and um, I had pretty much figured out that I didn't think I'd ever be able to meet anyone because I was with all women at the school. Yeah. Uh, however, Chad's sister came up to me um, one afternoon and was like, hey, my brother has been living out in California. He's moving to North Carolina, and I would love for y'all to meet. So we met on a blind date. His sister set us up. I never had a blind date. What were your, both of you answer this. What did that feel like to be going on a blind date? It's a little different because you don't, never seen each other or anything like that. So just, uh, you know, what to expect is always uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will tell you, um, my friends, after I told them about the blind date, they only referred to him as Hubba Hubba. <laughs> I was like, y'all, I saw him and I was like, oh my gosh, Hubba Hubba. So, <laughs> was that hubba hubba became my husband husband that's awesome and how quickly was there that connection it was pretty quick well let's put it this way within 10 months we were engaged Uh, that's pretty quick pretty quick yeah and you guys were both out of college then by then correct but still early mid-20s or or later (laughs) or later Okay, okay. Well, I, I guess I was 24 when we met, and Chad was 29. So right okay. There, you turned 30. You weren't? I was 29 when we got engaged. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm catching on that Chad is the numbers person in your marriage. Is that right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then how long, how long was your engagement? 10 months. Yeah. So you dated for 10 months, planned a wedding for 10 months, and got married. Yeah. And you guys have lived in North Carolina the whole time? Right, yeah. Yeah, we've moved houses, but not locations, not cities. Right. So. Okay. So are there any other just fun stories that you think uh, the listeners might enjoy hearing about y'all's dating or engagement or wedding or anything like that early on in your marriage? Well, I have a fun story. Okay. So... I knew pretty quick that Chad was really serious and thinking marriage and whatnot, and I kind of got scared. So I did break up with him very, very briefly, which my parents were not happy with me about this at all because they, I think, knew that Chad was the one. Mm-hmm. So I had broken up with him, and it was probably just a couple weeks later, I went down to the beach with a bunch of my girlfriends, and um, there were some other people there, and one of the fellas had a boat. And um, we were going to go on the boat the next day, and we were all sitting around talking the night before we were going to go out on the boat, and someone asked me if I missed Chad, and I said, I really do. And they said, well, you should call him and invite him to come down. So I called him late that night, and then early the next morning, he was down in Wilmington um, to join us on the boat the next day. So I said, I'm not making you any promises. I just think it would be fun to hang out. So we had gone out on the boat, and there's a really, really, what's that thing called? Rip current? Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a really strong grip current where we had the boat parked. And there were a bunch of boats. It was kind of a party scene, um, a bunch of boats all around. And so I had to go to the bathroom. So I jumped off the boat, and we had a rope tied behind the boat that we could hold on to if we went to the bathroom so that we'd be able to get back onto the boat. Well, after I jumped 
off and held onto the rope. Another girl jumped off and she was holding onto the rope as well. And I realized I was downstream. Well, you don't oh. stream. <laughs> so I let go of the rope and um, I overestimated my swimming abilities because I kept on getting farther and farther and farther away from the boat and could not. I mean, I was swimming my heart out and could not get to it. And so I yelled to Chad, who is an excellent swimmer and a former lifeguard. And I said, I said, honey, I said, come save me. Come get me. Come get me. He said, well, I would if you were my girlfriend. Oh, he said, I would come and get you if you're my girlfriend, but we're broken up. And uh, so I was like, please come help me. He said, well, are we together? Or are we not? And so finally I said, yes, yes, we're back together. We're back together. <laughs> so we got back together. He jumped in and rescued me and been together ever since. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> she, she wasn't going to drown, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, life or death, you would have jumped in to get her anyway, right? Maybe. (laughs) Well, part of your love story includes uh, a big road bump, we might say, that you guys grew through and came out on the other side. Um, And I don't want to put words into your mouth, but I believe that you came out on the other side loving one another more and loving one another better, um, probably growing in other ways that you might be able to share with us. But your story has such beauty in how you overcame that I would love for you to share that with our listeners to give hope and encouragement to other couples who so many of us go through these trials. You know, one of the big things is God always uses your bad for something good. Yes. So you can learn more and better. And ultimately is, yeah, there was a bad situation that we, we worked through those kind of things. But at the end of the day, it came down to is we were talking to one another, but we weren't really communicating to one another. Mm. Um, and so, you know, we went to some counseling and, and that was a lot of it. what we learned right there was, is I would say something or Jen would say something, but we would get two different meanings out of the conversation. And so once we started working on that, we actually have conversations. So now there's, there's still times, don't get me wrong. When there's times when we, Hey, you, why did you say that? Why did you, you know, Oh, I I thought I meant this. And, you know, so we, we take things different a little bit times, but now we at least have that conversation of saying, Hey, no, or that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant (laughs) is always a good, a good line that we always use, but it was that sheer fact of just, we really weren't communicating back in the day. And so once we learned that and also progressed a little bit farther with our walk with the Lord, it made things a lot easier to, to communicate and be together. Yeah. Tell me some more about what do you mean by we were talking, but not communicating. Can you talk a little bit more about that? I would say we were, we were having all the conversations that you have to have when you have a very young, busy family. Um, are the bills paid? Who's going to give baths tonight? What's for dinner? Can you go to the grocery store? So we had all of those conversations that we had to have in order for our family life to function. But we were not really talking about how we felt, you know, what was making us have joy and what was robbing us of joy. There was just, um, there was a definite disconnect. And I will mm. say, as a young mom, I can take responsibility because 
you know, we were, we were in it together, Candy, and um, you walked through this, this with us, but I was just all about my kids. And I was so focused on our kids and keeping up with them that I kind of neglected him, to be honest with you. I was not that listening ear. I was not asking him how his day was. And we really just kind of drifted apart emotionally. I would say that there was definite an emotional disconnect there, mm-hmm. which can cause all kinds of different problems, which it did in our relationship. And so that was, it was, it was tricky to navigate, but I look back on that season And it was in our disconnect that, I mean, I remember a pivotal moment standing in the kitchen, feeling so disconnected from Chad. Um, I was actually happy when he was gone because then I didn't have to be alone. Even though I was with somebody, it was easier to be alone just to be alone. And I remember having God, and I know clearly it was, of having that choice of you can have a love affair with me. Or you're going to end up having a love affair with somebody else. Mm. And today you're going to need to choose. And I remember thinking, like, I think I'm going to try Jesus. Yeah. I need to try Jesus. And um, and it was probably about, what, three three years, I think, that I really, truly just entered into this full-blown love affair with Jesus, which, you know, you and I were on that road together. Just yeah. couldn't get enough of the word, couldn't get enough of just learning more about him. And I mean, I was a little bit of a wackadoodle. The sun would rise and I'd be like, oh my goodness, Lord, you did it for me. (laughs) And be overwhelmed by the goodness of God. And, and it was through that time period. And it was a number of years. It was through that time period that I developed our search. Our situation didn't change. Our circumstances didn't change, but I developed such a love for Chad like such a love, nothing changed, but like my heart changed. God totally changed mm. for him. And I just fell so in love with him that when God exposed everything that was going on with us and he brought everything to the light, I was at such a solid place with the Lord. I mean, God's timing was perfect. And I had such a love for him that it was really And I think he realized the love that he had for me, too. Um, You know, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about that you can win your husband over without saying a word. Yes. um, I think just the the love that I was giving him before things were exposed, we were able to just basically, during that time, I remember feeling like it was going to be a tidal wave, like a typhoon coming at us. And it really just kind of felt like a little, like, bump in the waves. And that was nothing but Jesus, because... it could have destroyed our marriage. You know, the enemy would have loved for all of that, that disconnect emotionally to have completely destroyed our marriage, destroyed our family. Um, And I know why the enemy was after it because now we're able to be strong together. We're both strong in the Lord. Um, You know, we're both serving him. And so it's just really, really neat to see how God protected us and brought us through it completely in really miraculous and amazing ways. You hit on so many good points when you guys were just talking. I mean, you know, number one, the communication and how, I mean, we could, it's like beating a dead horse when it comes to marriage and how crucial communication is uh, really connecting. But then Jen, when you mentioned about how momhood became kind of your everything, it, it kind of, it went God and then motherhood and then husband and biblically our husbands come before our children, but man, that's hard for us when we become mothers, especially maybe when we've wanted to be moms all along. And now we've got 
two, three, four, five kids running around. And we have to be really conscious to still love our husbands and connect with our husbands and make them number one over our kids, right? Absolutely. And I mean, we talk to our kids about that. We tell them like, hey, mommy and daddy come first. This is an A-B conversation. See your way out of it. <laughs> yes. And taking time, you know, we, um, because we're both home during the day a lot, we love to go for lunch dates. Um, but we also, you know, are very blessed because we travel. We go away together, just the two of us. And so you really have to, you have to fight for that time, but it's worth fighting for. Yeah. And absolutely. I mean, I think that one of the greatest weapons that Satan has in our society now is that we get married and then we just kind of put our feet up and expect it to be good. And, and he just gets in there and destroys families so quickly and so easily nowadays. And, you know, you said that what you guys went through very easily could have destroyed your marriage, but thank goodness it didn't. What would you say were the first, like, for example, was there forgiveness first and then you started learning to communicate again or was it learning to communicate and then the forgiveness was it how did how did those dynamics work out um you know i feel like for me the forgiveness was a process yeah it was a process and through that process i think we learned to communicate feel about that what do you think jen I think that's probably a lot of it right there. It, it was more of a process and really kind of both together, you mm -hmm. know, um, in essence, just working on things and building it back up a little bit better to, um, so they kind of went hand in hand. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny because before everything kind of blew up and came to the light, um, we had got away with some friends and I wanted to go for a walk and I wanted everyone to go for a walk with me. It was snowy out and we were in the mountains. And nobody else would come. And so I was like, well, fine. I'm just going to get by myself. <laughs> I was a little mm -hmm. bit mad at girlfriends for not going with me. And during that time, the Lord spoke to me and said, Jen, I have something so good for you. I have something so good for you. And at that time, you know, we um, had some financial difficulties. And of course, you know, just disconnected emotionally from each other. And so in my mind, what was God's plan was obviously Chad was going to get a huge commission check and we were going to go on a cruise and work on our marriage. That's what I thought. <laughs> but instead, um, it ended up being a job loss and really the reality of big marital problems. And now I can look back and I can go, my goodness gracious, God, those were two of the best gifts you could have given me um, was the job loss and the exposure of the marital problems because at that time, you know, Chad was home. He wasn't traveling. He had just gotten laid off of his job. And so we had no, we had no money to go get away from each other. So we literally, God put us in the same house with nothing to do but to work on us. And um, we really did. You know, we got ourselves very quickly into counseling, um, which was very helpful. I recommend every couple before you even have problems to get in some um, counseling because men and women, we just communicate differently. Yes. That was key. The counseling was key. And then just the ability to really just be together. You know, when you're having difficulties, you kind of want to retreat that I challenge people instead of retreating, get together, you know, and, mm -hmm. and force yourselves to work through it because it's worth it. Yeah, that is so good. And it is only by the overflow of Jesus that was in your life at that time that you can see those trials as some of the best gifts that God gave you. True. There's scripture in James that says, 
consider it pure joy when you go through trials, but you see the goodness of what came through that. Mm-hmm. Oh, think, it's just so good. Yeah, it is. And I think just knowing God's faithfulness, you know, because yeah, Chad and I have a great marriage right now, but that doesn't mean it's perfect. We still have things, you know, life still happens. The enemy mm-hmm. continues to attack. And one thing that we have said to each other over and over again is that God has been so faithful and so good to us. And so I think remembering his faithfulness to us in all of the different seasons has really helped us through. I mean, we just kind of, we just both got out of a really tough season and we just clung to that faithfulness. That's good. And so then um, when everything was revealed and you were, you were in the depths of this trial of figuring each other out again and communication and what do we need and what can we change, correct me if I'm wrong, but trust had to be rebuilt for, from both sides as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, obviously, you, you, there's a loss there. Uh, and basically just trying to rework things back out, showing that, A, you care, A, that you want to continue, things like that. So definitely got to build it back up. Yeah. And what are some concrete ways that you feel like you could encourage other couples with when trust needs to be rebuilt? Because sometimes that feels almost impossible. How will I ever really trust you again. So what are some things that you could encourage couples with that are doable? There is, we, we have complete and total access to each other's electronic devices, phones, whatnot. You know, there's mm-hmm. no, we don't keep secrets from each other. Um, there's definite boundaries that we set up. Like neither of us would ever go to a meal with someone from the opposite sex alone. You know, that, that just would never happen. But honestly, you know, it's funny because for a while I had a lot of fear, like, you know, gosh, is this something going to happen again? Something even worse going to happen? Can I trust him? And I'm sure that he had, he had things with me too, for sure. But then I had to realize that I was able to trust God. I didn't have to trust Chad because I could trust God and I could remember God's faithfulness to me. And I knew God's love for me. I knew God's love for our marriage and our God's love for Chad, that he, if anything ever needed to be revealed, that he would reveal it. And so I, rather than operating a spirit of fear, which a lack of trust ends up being, you know, a lack of of, a fear that I really need to operate in love, power, and a sound mind. And so, and I also just knew Chad was so amazing during that time period of never lashing out. Like, even though we both were so emotionally wounded, God, because God was so thick in our situation, we never really lashed out at each other or yelled. And I think that we both had an understanding of how much we loved each other. And so that gave me such a feeling of, I know I can trust him because I know he would never want to hurt me. Like he knows how much I love him and I know how much he loves me. And so really reestablishing that love was really, really important. And just knowing, you know, I trust God for our marriage. Yeah, that's a good point. You, you, what you just described is that you didn't let your hurt further wound each other. Because that would be really easy. Well, when you're hurt, it's easy to hurt others. It's easy to lash out. It's easy to keep score. I mean, those things come naturally to our flesh and and you didn't create more hurt from those initial hurts. You started the healing process. That's good. But again, that's an overflow of, of Christ and what he was already doing in your lives. Yeah. 
I think when you, um, you know, those first few things that you said about complete full access to each other's electronics, not having meals with someone of the other sex, those are things that we all can and should do, period, I believe. Yes. Because it just sets healthy boundaries and sets us up for success when we have that kind of openness Nothing is hidden. Nothing is off limits. We're not going to set ourselves up being with the other gender, whether it's whether it's a temptation to us to be with that person or whether it's somebody else watching and then rumors. I mean, who knows? But you're just setting up healthy boundaries. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then I love how you said even when you couldn't fully tr trust Chad yet, when that was still growing and building, you could trust God. And, you know, we know God is for marriage. And so he was going to be fighting for your marriage as well. And you knew Chad was seeking God. So doesn't that bring peace when you, and that's both ways, Chad, for you to know that Jen was so deeply seeking God, there's a, a peace and a comfort and a trust that builds just from knowing my spouse is seeking the Lord and the Lord is helping us. Yeah. 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 You know, and the, the, the deeper, the deeper we are in our walk, we don't allow a lot of the normal society type stuff to bother us. You know, we're not out comparing ourselves to other people. We're not doing, you know, wishing we had this or wishing we had that. Um, you know, we have what we have uh, and we're very blessed to have what we have. And so to me is the farther we, we continued with our walk, the better it got as well. Yeah. That's awesome. And just so grateful for our marriage. You know, we're both just so thankful and so grateful for, and really, truly just feel so blessed. And I yeah. um, love the fact that how often your mess becomes your ministry. Mm. And how many other couples that we've been able to encourage, you know, to fight for their marriage and to stay together and to talk to each other and communicate. So um, that has been a blessing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. And you mentioned that early and, and now you're so purposeful in your marriage and you're purposeful in it being a part of your ministry. So that said, what do you guys see for the next decade? Do you have any any dreams, goals, bucket lists? What's the next decade going to bring? Oh, kids out of the house. <laughs> well, the next decade, honey, we'll still have one in the house. She'll be 16. <laughs> It'll be getting close. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, that's exciting. And when you have a passionate marriage like you guys do, it's not scary to see the kids go. You're raising up kids that love Jesus and and then you're going to send them on out and then you're going to have all your time back for each other and all of the, your adventures. Yeah, it really will be fun. It will be fun. So, but yeah, we um we've had a we've had a great time together though. We you now have an awesome small group that we meet with every Sunday night and we're able to encourage each other. We sit around the dining room table and just open up the word. And I'm still every bit as passionate about Bible study. Um, I'm actually working on writing a Bible study right now. Oh, my gosh. I know. I mean, a lot came out of our little mom group, Candy. Seriously. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's fun and exciting. And um, I'm absolutely loving that. So we're doing good. That is awesome. Okay. I didn't warn you guys. I never do, but I've got a rapid fire, like newlywed question game here that'll wrap up just these last couple of minutes. Are you, are you willing to take the challenge? Sure. <laughs> okay. Chad, you answer first. So I'm going to ask you a question. You answer for Jen and then Jen, you just tell us whether he's right or wrong. Okay. Oh goodness. Okay. okay. Chad, what's her favorite color? Red. That's your favorite color. Not my favorite color. <laughs> Oh, Jen, what's your favorite color? Yeah, see, she can't decide either. It's kind of this aquamarine blue. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> Find that on the color wheel. <laughs> okay, what's her favorite restaurant? Uh, she likes some of the, the small local ones around here. So um, if anything, it's the new one in town. What is that called? Cypress. Yeah, she calls it Cypress Glen, which is the old folks' home here in Greenville, but it's not. <laughs> it's Cypress Hall. She's <laughs> <laughs> right. I do like the little quaint places downtown New Bern. <laughs> I so miss fresh seafood, you guys. Uh, you need to come back. New Bern has got some amazing new places. Oh, I would love that. Okay, where was your first kiss, Chad? Not your first kiss, your first kiss with Jen. I'm glad you clarified. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was at her apartment. True. True. Okay. How? Oh well. Never mind. You've already got that one. I was going to say, how many children do you want? I know you. You're. You got a full nest there. Uh, <laughs> we are done. Where would be Jen's dream vacation? It could be a Disney cruise. Yeah, I would like a Disney cruise. Okay. Uh, does she have a favorite sport? Nah, she's not sporty. <laughs> Do you agree? I like to watch whatever Chad's watching on TV. Oh, there you go. Okay, will she choose summer or winter? Well, obviously she said uh, tropical vacation, but she likes some wintertime stuff too. But I'd go with summer. Correct, summer. Okay, and then the next one's beach or mountain. I'm going to go ahead and guess beach on that one. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm a little different on that one. Chad's not a beach guy, but I am, and I've got two out of our four children convinced the beach is amazing as well. <laughs> okay. And would she choose to watch a movie or read a book? Probably read a book because she'd fall asleep watching the movie. True. You don't fall asleep reading books? No. Not a good book. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So you already said Chad's favorite color is red, right? Yes. What's, okay, what's his favorite restaurant? E.F. Chang's. Yep. Okay, you agreed on the first kiss. Where would his dream vacation be? Um, I would say a golf resort somewhere. True. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what's his favorite sport to watch? To watch football. Football. Is it the same that that's his favorite to play? Well, if, no. If, if I could, I would. If he still could. <laughs> Yeah, the, the football career in college got us with a fake hip at um, the age of 40. So no more playing football for Chad, but he does love to watch football, but he enjoys playing golf. And summer or winter? Summer. Summer. Beach or mountain? Mountain. And summer. movie or book? Movie. Maybe. Do you see how quickly I was able to respond to all of this, Andy? Did you notice the quickness and the accuracy? <laughs> <laughs> I know, Jen, we have so much in common. <laughs> we are communicators, right? Our husbands are engineers. Yes, yes. It's a match made in heaven. It is. It is. You guys, this has been such a joy. Thank you so much for giving me your time today and sharing your story. You are welcome. It was wonderful to talk to you. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.